to making business profitable with EGS. What is EGS? It's EBITDA Growth Systems. What is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Why is EBITDA important? Because it tells you how much your business is worth. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double your profits within three years or give you your money back. So today we're going to talk about the importance of business planning. And uh, Dave, I can't believe how many companies we encounter who uh, just start the new year, just like they ended the past year, um, in, in, the, in the whirlwind. No plan. Yeah, no plan. I mean, whatever comes at me is uh, what we're going to do. And uh, that's the best way I know of to do one year ten times. That's right. That's right. It's very difficult to operate a business and grab your employees and cast a vision and go somewhere if you don't have a plan to do it. You don't know exactly how you're going to accomplish that. In fact, those those are parts of planning is, is to make sure you have a mission, vision, value. When we sit down with a new client, we go... Can we see your mission, vision, and value? And they, and they just like we want to make money, and it's like uh, you're gonna need a little bit more than that if you're going to. Uh, or I was talking to my buddy, and you know he made 16% profit. I, you know, I'm gonna make 16% profit this year, and and we're like, okay, how are you gonna do that? Well, I'm just gonna work real hard, and we're gonna make 16% profit, and that's one of those things you're like, huh. Oh, okay, well, just show me your plan. Well, I don't need a plan. I just need to work. And that's, that's not how it goes. Right. Um, I think it's also so important when you talk about planning, uh, having the goals written down, um, the statistics around uh, the likelihood of success when you write down your goals versus when you just uh, articulate goals. It's, it's just astounding. It's I think it's 66%, 77%, more, you're more 77% more likely to achieve a goal that's written down than uh, one that you just articulate. If you write down a goal and review it, you're 30 times more likely to be successful and actually wow. reach that goal. Wow. That's 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 amazing. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But we're talking business planning, Mike. Um, what, what are the pieces that puzzle? We always talk about five pieces, but let's, let's talk about those pieces real quick. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's timely, right? Because uh, 2021 is, is right around the corner. It's, it's, it's the fourth quarter, people. And, I mean, and let, me, let me just say to everybody, I'm ready for 2021. I don't know about you, Mike, but I'm ready to put 2020 in the books and say, hey, uh, love working with you, Mike. Love everything yeah, we did this yeah. year, but let's put this year behind us. It's been, it's been rough for for the entire world. I mean, this has been a, a year to forget. But yeah, 2021, though, we, we've been through several conferences that we presented at, and we've heard economists, not only Colorado-specific economists, but we've heard national economists That's and, right. and national, um, uh, what do you call those guys who influence for money? Lobbyists. Lobbyists. We've heard lobbyists talk about uh, the 2021 economy. Really, it, it doesn't really matter who's going to be in the office. Of the president, the 2021 economy is going to be pretty promising, and so that's the game that's going to be on the calendar. We have a a, a blog entitled that. It's 2021. That's the game that's on the calendar. You might as well play it. Well, if you're going to play it well, you you got to put a strategic plan together. Yeah, if you're a business leader right now and it's at the end of October, going into November, um, 
it, it's time. It's time to hop on there and get your business planning done. If you're not listening to this till March of 2021, then do you have your plan? Are you reviewing your plan on a monthly basis? Are you making sure that you have metrics and measurables in place to where you're reaching your goals? If not, are you revamping your plan? Are you putting in mitigation tactics? What are you doing? So um, regardless of where you are, there's a big need for business planning and grabbing it and, and using it. Make sure you have a plan. So what we do is, uh, this is something we've been doing for decades now, probably 100 companies have followed this uh, this strategy that we employ. We start with mission, vision, values. If you haven't clearly articulated those, we help you formulate those because that's how you motivate your employees with your mission, vision, and values. And uh, it's the true north for your organization. And then we uh, do a quick SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. We want to leverage your strengths and uh, go after the opportunities. And then we want to minimize your weaknesses and have a strategy to overcome threats. So that's what analysis, uh, as it relates to your mission, vision, values, you do a SWOT analysis against that. And then you're ready to uh, put together a strategic plan uh, that includes five really important uh, tactical plans. And why Why would you need those things on the outside of your plan before you really start planning? Why do you need mission, vision, values, the brand, what your brand promised, your elevator pitch? Why do you need that kind of stuff before you start these plans? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And I think uh, the best way to describe it would be, uh, do you want to be a flashlight with a really diffused light? So you're, you're expending a lot of time, energy, money, and it's just diffused. And it's just serendipitous if you hit something with like the, the old flashlight with the C batteries that you totally, go totally, out and, totally. and you're just shaking, trying to get them to work. Those kind of flashlights. Those kind of right? flashlights. But if you have mission, visions, and values clearly articulated, then you become much more like a laser beam, and 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 so you have impact. Now you're not, but you have to, you got to point it in a direction. Um, and your mission, vision, and values is the direction of that laser beam. Kind of like train tracks. Uh, you you got to lay the train tracks down before you take yes, your business yes. on that track to where you know exactly where it's going and it, it doesn't get off that track easy. That's right. Um, and so there'll be wins and there'll be losses along the way. But if you have a clear direction, people can get behind that. And, you know, machines don't make parts. People make parts. That's right. And mission and vision and values is for your people. So, yeah, that's a good question, and we see it all the time. People just want to jump off, start doing some planning. So where do you, where do you start? When you, when you look at a business plan, where do you start? Again, you start with mission, vision, and values. Then you move to a SWOT analysis, and that doesn't have to be that, that uh, extensible. You know, you, it, it doesn't take you long to do a SWOT analysis. And then you move on to the five plans. And uh, we always start with a financial plan. Then we move to a sales plan because the financial plan has revenue goals and the sales plan is how you're gonna meet those revenue goals. And then the marketing plan is who are you gonna reach out to to let them know you exist so you can meet the sales plan. That's right. And then we have the operational plans and then we have what I think is the most important is the management plan because that's succession planning comes out of that but also uh, employee retention and client satisfaction is a function of your management plans because managers that are good managers have engaged employees. Managers that are poor managers have disengaged employees. And if you go back to our other podcasts, the thriving versus surviving, management plan, management plan, management plan. 
you got to have things in place. It's somewhere you really lean into that. Of course, me, I'm an operations guy. I'm a tool and die maker by trade. Been in operations a long time, run a few companies. And the one thing I love is operations. So you look at quality, delivery, efficiency, safety, inventory, and tracking those things on a daily basis with your team and making sure your operations plan. What do we? What did we do last year? Well, if we don't know what we did last year, let's start recording it. Absolutely. Then what did we do last month and how are we going to do better this month, right? Absolutely. And, but what is measured means something. What yeah. is measured matters, right? Absolutely. Dave, and so we sit down with you know, our clients and we go, okay, last year you did 3% bottom line profit. This year we're going to do 15%. So we're not going to take an iterative approach. We're going to take a transformational approach. We're going to approach business way differently. And then twice a month, we're going to hold you accountable to these plans that we developed. And um, so we're going to talk about finance and marketing, finance, sales, and marketing uh, at the first of the month. And we're going to talk about operations and the management plan at the end of the month. And we're going to make, make course corrections. We're going to do whatever it takes to hit that 15% margin. And when you have someone holding you accountable to that, it's magical. It's just good stuff. That's why I love our coaching program so much. It really makes a big difference to those people we're engaged with, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're trying to change lives. We're trying to make uh, cash be a reality for these small business owners. And you can't get there if you don't have a plan. Now, I'll tell you something. Um, a lot of small business owners we run into, they have some troubles, they have some things to overcome. Some of these guys have it together pretty good. So. As you're talking about services you offer and, and things that we do for people as a team, uh, what do you have to say to those guys that are that are darn near knocking high and off the ball? They're making the 15, 17%, but they, they look at your service and say, you know, I don't, I don't think I really need that. Yeah, so, you know, those guys that are making that kind of money are usually, uh, uh, you know, still there 70 hours a week, right? I mean, so, you know, they figured it out. But uh, the next step is succession planning so that they can get away from the business and, and, and it can still run on its own. And, uh, and then expansion. So I gotta tell you, you have four million baby boomer business owners in the United States and, uh, and gosh, 80% of them plan on selling their businesses in the next seven to 10 years. And, but those businesses aren't sellable. Maybe 20% of them are. So if you are a, uh, a, a person who's in the sustaining uh, stage of their business life cycle, there could be some huge, huge uh, opportunities for purchases to expand. So if you're doing 17% uh, operating profit and you have cash, you should be buying some of these baby-owned businesses, baby-boomer-owned businesses, because they're going to come on the market at, at a fraction of the price that they're worth. The wisdom of Mike Watkins, everybody. I'll tell you what, it's uh, it, there's a reason that we guarantee to double your profits in three years to give your money back. It, it's it's nice to be able to lean into guys that are doing great, guys that are kind of doing mediocre, and guys that need help, um, or, or guys or gals, right? So I mean, we're we're in it to make business and improve lives through improving business performance, and we we love this stuff. And the plans are really something. Um, when you're doing good, really dig into that management plan what you're doing for the next phase. What's the next layer of management? What's the next layer of management coming up? Identifying the, the, the A players in your business and what are you doing for them and their future, right? 
and and also keeping your eyes open for shops around your area that might be going up for sale. What are you doing with your money? Are you being smart with that? Um, you may think you're being smart. Uh, you may think you're killing it, but there are always other options. It's good to listen to some other other options and what you can do to be more successful. But Dave, I, I want to make one more point, and that is, uh, I think it was in 2018, 2019, uh, Fortune 100 companies spent about $86 billion on training. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you compare that to small to medium-sized businesses that spent less than $1 billion. Now, understand, 99.7% um, of companies have less than 100 employees, and and they spend a billion. And then 0.3 of 1% of companies have more than 100 employees, and they spend 86 billion. So it gives you an idea that uh, large businesses understand the value of training, and small businesses haven't come to grips with the importance of it. Yeah, training. it seems like they don't value it very much. Yeah, yeah, and, and so the, the deal is, uh, training just shows up in so many different ways. We talked about uh, managers, poor managers, uh, run good employees away and, uh, and impact employee engagement. Um, but also it's a huge retention thing for uh, your existing employees to give them training around their job skills. And uh, you know, we, when we, last week we were delivering some training and, and um, we had a client who had some issues around performance with their workforce. And so our question was, is this a can't do or won't do, right? Yep. And um, they said it's a, it's, it's a can't do. A won't do problem is, is attitudinal and that's difficult, but a can't do problem can be fixed with training. But small and medium-sized businesses just don't want to invest that way. And uh, that was okay when Johnny left and you could just get another Susie, uh, but today there's there aren't any more employees. Now, there's a statistic out there that says like 16% of people are naturally good managers, right? Yeah. Is it, does that mean that only 16% of people can ever be managers? No, that's a, that's a Gallup uh, statistic. And it says, they say 16% of the population are just going to be good at managing people. But that also means 86% of managers are poor. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you might be saying to yourself, yeah, I don't think I've ever had a good manager. And there are people who go to her career, sadly, who can't say I've had a good manager. So the good managers are rare. Um, but most managers aren't naturally good, so they need to be trained. And uh, again, big business spends tremendous amount of money on management development, leadership development, because they understand the, the, the correlation between well-trained managers and highly productive employees. Small, medium-sized companies, don't, they don't get the connection. That's a great point, Mike. So if you want to be a top-notch business, train your people. Put it on the line item in your budget. Um, set up your budget with training. Set it up with marketing. Take a look at it. If you didn't spend a, a percent or two last year on training and marketing, look at yourself and say, you know, how am I going to reach my goals if I'm not training my people, investing in my people, and investing what it takes to reach out to new customers to take my business to that next level? plan 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 and engage 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 your employees and you know what you can do this you can go kill it i know you can right on dave we at EBITDA growth systems do what we do because we want to impact lives through improving business performance 
If you want more information, go to our contact page at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com. That's E-B-I-T-D-A growthsystems.com.